up with God, you're hooked up with the winner. There's nothing that can compare to our God. No attack of the enemy can win. Hallelujah. Thank God that we have him on the inside. And we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. The Bible says, if you know, if he be for you, who can be against you? Again, what's the answer? No one, no one. Glory be to God. I think we ought to give him some praise in this house tonight. We just praise you, Lord. You are the most high God. You are the creator of all things. We bless you. We exalt you above all else. Hallelujah. Our God, you are greater. We thank you that greater is he that is in us and he that is in the world. Greater, greater, so much greater. Hallelujah. We magnify you in this place. Glory be to God. And the devil is a master at telling you you're going under. He's a master at saying you're going to fail. You're not going to get your healing this time. You're not going to win in this situation. But my Bible says and the Spirit of God says he always causes us to triumph. Hallelujah. He leads us from victory to victory. Glory be to God. Aren't you thankful? Oh, we are thankful. We're going to live on the victory side. We're going to pray from the victory side. We are not the defeated. Hallelujah. We're the winners. Glory be to God. That's good news, isn't it? I know the teams in the Bay Area are not doing so good. There's a lot of losing losing happening. But aren't you glad you're on the winning team? (laughs) Woo! We never lose with Team Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, turn to your neighbor and say, you're a winner. He always causes us to win. Yeah, we are. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Well, we want to welcome you to our Sunday night prayer rally. They've all been great, all been a little bit different. And I know tonight's going to be just exactly what the Lord has in mind for us. We might do a little bit more teaching tonight than we actually do praying, but we will pray some and we will worship the Lord more at the end because he deserves our praise for sure. Amen. But as I was uh, seeking the Lord on what we should share tonight, it just kept coming up in my spirit that we needed to talk about the value of praying in tongues. I do realize that some of you may not be yet filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in other tongues, but this is not something for a select few. It's just like when you get born again. Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the Holy Spirit is a free gift from our Lord Jesus Christ 
for whoever is a believer. So if you're not yet filled speaking in other tongues, and I believe some of the things that are shared tonight will just provoke that hunger on the inside of you. I think everyone in here would agree with me. And if you do raise your hand that you want all that God has for you. I do. I want all that he has for me. And I want to go higher in him. Amen. So tonight's title is going to be this. Tongues, the language of heaven. Tongues, the language of heaven. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever been at a loss for right words or how to pray over a situation? Now, most of us, particularly if you're a woman, are very seldom at a loss for words. You got lots of words to speak and you usually speak them quite freely, but it's not always the right words. Even when we go to pray over situations, there's times that we pray according to what we think should happen in this person's life. Effective prayer does not come out of our heads. It's not, Lord, you see what they're doing. You know how they're acting. Now they need to do this and this and this and this. And start making our list of what what they need to do, how they need to change. That's leaning to our own understanding. That's getting in our head and praying out of our mind. But effective prayer, like we talked about last week out of James 5.16, the earnest heartfelt, heartfelt prayer is the kind of prayer that makes tremendous power available. Did you catch that? Everybody say heartfelt from our hearts. Say this from my heart and not my head is where effective prayer originates. Amen. And so when we go to talk about praying effectively, I'm always just so thankful that the Lord gave us the Holy Spirit. How about you? He gave us our heavenly helper. I like to refer to him that way because that's exactly what he does. He helps us in so many areas of our life. If you want to get a real good revelation of the things that the Holy Spirit does, read the book of John, particularly starting in chapter 14 through chapter 17, and you will find out that he's our comforter. He is our helper. He's our guide. He's our standby. He's our advocate. He's what we need him to be. But one of the best things I think that the Holy Spirit does in our lives is help us pray. And when this heavenly helper comes, he doesn't come with his own agenda. Over in the book of John, in chapter 16, verse 13, out of the Amplified, if you have your actual Bible there, you can see that it's in red. And what does that mean? That means Jesus is talking here. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit. And this is some of the other things that he says about him. But when he, the spirit of truth, the truth giving spirit comes. What's he going to do? He will guide you into all truth. The whole full truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority. But he will tell whatever he hears, look at that part, from the Father. 
He will give the message that has been given to him and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. Like I said, the Holy Spirit is our heavenly helper and he helps implement the Father's plan and will and purpose in our life. He never says to us, well, the Father said this, but I think it would work better if you did this. No, He's always in harmony and in unity with the will of the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And I like how it says here, He announces. In one one other passage in John, it says, He declares and He transmits to us what the Father says. That's great news, isn't it? To know that we have one that will take what our Heavenly Father desires to be prayed out Concerning your own individual life, but also we're stretching here in these prayer rallies concerning our nation, concerning affairs in the world, concerning the Bay Area. And the Father, He has a plan. He's got a perfect will and He will transmit it through the Holy Spirit right here into our hearts. And then He will give us divine utterance To pray it out. Oh, that's an awesome plan. Just think about it. That is an awesome plan that the Father has instituted that we can tap into. Speaking in tongues is literally a spiritual means of talking to God. Look over in 1 Corinthians now. Verse 14. uh, Yeah, chapter 14, verse 10. I want to look at the New King James. For he who speaks... In a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no man understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Mysteries. Look at that. When we're praying in other tongues, we're not speaking to a man. We're talking to God. And Moffat's translation says of mysteries, divine secrets. Ooh, I like that. The things uh, that God has in store for us, He has hidden them, not from us, but for us. They're hidden for us. All the treasures, all the richness, all the fullness of God, talks about it in Ephesians, are right here in your spirit. Not hidden from you, but for you. Well, how do you get those things out? You talk in the Spirit. You pray in the Spirit. And what's in here on the inside of you will become fruitful to your mind. And you'll know what to do. Now, there's been small wars that have been fought. Maybe not so much nowadays as when I was growing up. But it was a big deal for people to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And a lot of people said it was of the devil and it was gibberish and you know you don't need to speak in tongues I mean people just didn't believe the Bible basically and to illustrate this point that when we speak in tongues we're not speaking to men so it doesn't matter that they don't understand what we're saying 
So years ago, probably back in the 40s or 50s, there was a, the Pentecostal move was really beginning to gather steam and to grow. And this man went down to rural Texas, this evangelist, and he set up a tent. And he began to preach on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, there was this well-respected farmer in the community that started going to the meetings. And so everybody was like, okay, if he's gone, maybe we should go. And so they would kind of go and they'd peek in or they'd sit in the back. Well, one night, this well-respected farmer answered the altar call. He went down front and he got gloriously filled with the Holy Ghost. And all these other farmers, they heard him speaking in other tongues. And one of the farmers, which happened to be um, Miss Aretha Hagen's father, one of his buddies said to him, What's he saying? And her, her dad said, I don't know. He ain't talking to me. <laughs> That's scriptural. He didn't know how scriptural he was being. He wasn't saying it's of the devil. He wasn't saying it's gibberish. He knew right away that it was a glorious heavenly experience. This well-respected man, he knew he wouldn't be putting on. He knew he was talking to God. And he wasn't talking to those around him. So if somebody says to you, well, it's foolishness to pray in other tongues. It sounds like baby talk. It sounds like gibberish. Your reply ought to be, you know, I love you, but I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to my heavenly father. And you don't have to understand it. Man does not understand it most of the time. But you know what? I like this. Neither does the devil. That's one reason that he has fought speaking in tongues so very much is because he does not know what you're saying. Even if it's a tongue of, of a known language on earth, I believe God, he, it's a secret code and he cannot understand it. And you know, the devil is nosy. He wants to know all your business so he can get in it and try to file it up. And so it angers him when you start speaking in this heavenly language. And he's like, oh, rats, foiled again. I don't know what they're saying. It's a direct hotline to heaven. He can't mess it up. Hallelujah. Tongues are, they are, they bypass the devil's interference. Hallelujah. Now let's look at this same passage, 1 Corinthians 14, 2 out of the Amplified. Digging this a little bit deeper. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands or catches his meaning. Because in the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things. And I like this part. Not obvious to the understanding. Doesn't the Bible tell us so many times not to lean to our own understanding? And sometimes when you're praying over a situation, you want to say, well, it's obvious what they should do. It's obvious what needs to happen here. But we have a God whose thoughts, his ways and his thoughts are higher than ours. And the thing that he wants to work out many times, it's not obvious to our understanding. And that's why we're not to pray from that place. We struggle so much not to live 
in the mental realm. Anybody else in here struggle with that? Not to try to figure it out. Pastor Nancy, a couple Sundays ago, Pastor Mark was preaching and she got this phrase in her heart. You might hear about it sometime. Stop trying to figure it out and let God work it out. That's a good word for all of us to live by. Tongues are supernatural. Hallelujah. And it's a means of drawing those hidden things out of our heart. And having them be fruitful to our mind. Another good illustration. And if you're wondering, I got these from Dad Hagen. If you don't have the book called Tongues Beyond the Upper Room by Dr. Kenneth E. Hagen, you need to get it. I'm sure we probably have a few in the bookstore. Profound. It's the last book that he ever written because they put, published it after he actually went to heaven. But it's got so many nuggets in it. And he gives us one illustration of how praying in tongues is like a, it's a secret code. Men don't understand it. The devil doesn't understand it. So I'm, not, I'm sure none of you in here were alive during the Great Depression because that was a long, long time ago. But during the Great Depression, back in this country, jobs were very scarce. Men would line up for miles if they heard that there was a job position available. So this occurred at this company. And there was a line of men, hundreds of men were lined up. And all of a sudden, as they're standing in this line, they hear this tap, 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 tap. And one man from way in the back of the line ran to the front of the line, knocked on the door, and they let him in. In a little bit, the boss came out and he said, the job is filled. The other men were outraged. What? He was in the back of the line. That's not fair. I didn't get to interview for the job. And he, the boss said, no, you don't understand. I was interviewing everybody one by one. And then it dawned on me. The person that we need for this position must know Morse code. So I had him tap out over the loudspeaker. If you can hear this, come to the front of the line. The job is yours. If you can hear and understand it. And that's what happened. And all those men, there was one that understood the message. Praying in tongues is a Morse code. It's a secret hotline between us and God that we can speak out supernatural things. And you know what? We will hear supernatural things. When you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you get in tune with not only what you need to speak out, but what he's speaking to you. And just like that man in the line, I do believe it, that the Holy Spirit right now is tapping out some messages. And for those that are prayed up on the inside, those that are living out of their hearts instead of their heads, you might hear something that nobody else is hearing. Others are going to miss it. They're going to be like, what? And you're going to be hearing. Go over here. I got a divine connection for you. Show up at this place. It's an appointment that I've arranged for you. You know, God wants to bless his people. You never know what he's trying to get across to you unless you start living out of your spirit. We don't want to miss things. We want to tap into what he has for us. Amen. Staying in tune with the Holy Spirit. 
We need this language of heaven, not just for our benefit. A lot of what I'm talking about is for our own personal benefit. And of course, that's part of it. But we also need tongues, the language of heaven to pray over and to deal with the issues that are facing our world. Anybody agree that our world, our state, our nation needs so much prayer? One of our dear friends, Dr. Billy Bram, and and her daughter and her granddaughter have been in Washington, D.C. They were invited to go there and pray in the Senate during these confirmation hearings this past week. And, And one of the things that she was posting was pray from a place of love. She said, you know, these people that don't understand and are protesting and all of that. She said, we're not here to condemn or to judge But we're here to love. And her heart, you could hear her heart, was that we need to pray that our nation would be healed. There's such divisiveness and such strife and such, it's just like hatred right now. That's not the will of God. And when we pray in the Spirit, then again, there again, we're not praying out of our understanding. Well, I think they should do this. I think they should vote this way or vote that way. No, we are centered in on Lord, not my will, your will be done. Let your perfect will be done in these midterm elections. Let your perfect will be done in our nation. We are, we get out beyond what we know. Amen. Thank God that when we don't have the words to pray, the Holy Spirit gives us divine utterance. Romans chapter 8 verse 26. This just explains it so well. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. This is in the King James. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit should be himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, many times people see that word infirmity and they think, oh, sickness. No, he's not talking about a sickness or a disease here. This literally means our inability to produce results. Our inability to produce results. Results. So it's saying here, when we don't know what to say or how to pray or how to change the situation, we are unable in our own natural flesh to, to produce results, then don't give up. Don't say, well, can't happen. Not going to change. No. Lean into the Holy Spirit. The divine helper. Hallelujah. And sometimes when you see people acting foolishly. Anybody ever seen somebody acting foolishly? You see politicians acting like if their brains were dynamite, it wouldn't be enough to blow their nose. You're like, what in the world is going on? What happened to their brain? What happened to their thinking? When you see these things happening... And your flesh sometimes want to say something, doesn't it? You know, sometimes your flesh says, okay, I just think it'd be good just to call down fire. Lord, just burn them. But you know what? That same fire might fall on your house. We don't want to become crispy critters. 
We want to cry out for mercy, divine intervention. God, move on their hearts. Open their blinded eyes. Pray back that deception that has come on so many people. It's so much better to live and speak and pray out of our hearts, not our heads, our flesh, or our emotion. That verse there in verse 26, it also says that the Holy Spirit, He comes to our aid. He helpeth us. What does it mean to help us? It means that He takes hold together with us against something. Some people say, well, okay, you're telling me that the Holy Spirit, He's the prayer. So if He's going to do all my praying, then I don't have to pray. No. We work with Him. He comes alongside us and He takes hold together with us. But we got to give Him something to work with. And He comes to our aid, you know, and, and helps us move things that look like they can't be moved. I can't ever improve on it. We don't have a big baby grand piano up here right now. But if we had something real heavy, it's over in somebody's house. But... <laughs> And we needed to move a heavy object. I couldn't move that by myself. Pastor Mark, even as buff as he is, couldn't move it by himself. He needs people to come alongside and to his aid and help him. That's what the Holy Spirit does. If you face in a difficult situation, if there's a mountain in the way, there's a roadblock in the way, we got someone that comes and is strong. He is strong. And he will help us move that thing. Get rid of that hindrance. Aren't you glad we don't, aren't in this by ourselves? How many of you are thankful for our heavenly helper? Glory be to God. And then we'll keep reading there in Romans chapter 8. But let's look at verse 27 out of the Amplified. And he who searches the hearts of men... Knows what is the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. We're reestablishing that fact. He's going to pray God's will through us in harmony. And he searches our hearts. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful that on the inside of you, in your heart, you know things that your head doesn't know? We're a lot smarter in our spirits than we are in our minds. I'm glad we're not limited by what we know in the natural. Woo! We got a heavenly helper hooked up with God. Hallelujah. That knows all things. And he gives us divine utterance. Listen to this definition of divine. Excellent in the highest degree. Extraordinary. Heavenly. Proceeding from God above human. Woo! Above our human limitations. Hallelujah. Now when we go to pray in the spirit, we have to do this by faith. It's not every time you're going to have 20 goosebumps or whatever or or heavenly visions. Most of the time, none of that happens. It's by faith. How did you get born again? Doesn't the Bible say by faith? 
We confess the Lord Jesus. We believe in our heart. It's by faith. And when we get born again, every single one of us has the same measure of faith. But what do we have to do with that faith? We have to develop it. And it's the same with praying in tongues. You've got to develop in these things. You've got to develop your faith muscles. You've got to develop your prayer muscles. So much of the body of Christ or so much in the word of God is a comparison between our natural body and the body of Christ because he wants us to get it. It's pretty obvious when a person has been going to the gym and working out and working out and working out those muscles. And then on the other hand, it's pretty obvious when a person hasn't been going to the gym and not working out those muscles in the natural. If we don't use all of our muscles, guess what happens? You begin to look more like a muffin than a stud. But oh well. <laughs> it's all good, right? <laughs> so it's very obvious in the natural. And you know, it's a point is true and the same in the realm of the spirit. It's obvious sometimes. If you haven't been developing your faith muscle, if you haven't been developing your prayer language, but guess what? Now's the time to start to get more effective in our praying. And that's why I said the other night, come when we have prayer meetings and we have prayer rallies and act on that scripture. Watch and pray. We're learning together. We're developing Together, And I know that God is giving us divine utterance that we need for this very hour. Have you ever noticed how words and expressions define the time in which we live? If I were to say apple 30 years ago, everybody would think that little red fruit or whatever color of apple you like to eat. I say apple tonight and everybody thinks iPad, iPhone, right? Things have changed. What if I say spam? Well, it used to be some disgusting meat in a can. But now if we say spam, we think about emails that we don't want to get. Our language has had to change to, uh, it's had to change and expand to keep up with the time in which we live. And I hear this in my heart. It's the same spiritually. The Holy Ghost wants to give us words and divine utterance that fit the time and the season in which we live. It's easy to get stuck. Did you know that? It's easy to get in a rut, even in praying in tongues. It's time for us to dig deeper and let him give us words and expressions that fit and affect the time in which we live. Our grandparents, our parents, if they were born again, they didn't face the same things that we face in our world. So we need divine utterance right now to pray out what needs to be prayed out in this time and in this season. Amen. Now, I want to close tonight by reading something from the book that I mentioned, Dr. Kennedy Hagen's book, Tongues Beyond the Upper Room. This is toward the end of his book, and he, he just gives an awesome exhortation. So just bear with me as I read this. 
God is calling us to answer his call to prayer in these last days. Jesus is coming soon. But before he comes, there is something he wants to do. And what he does on this earth, he will do through us, his body. You get that? His body, you and me. The body has no coordination when half of its members are going one way and the other half are going another way. So God is getting us ready. He's calling us to a common goal to yield to the prompting of the Holy Ghost to pray in other tongues. The next wave is about to burst upon us in all of its glory. And every one of us should be determined not to miss it. How many of you are saying, I'm not missing it. I'm going to be right in the middle of what God's doing in the earth. Amen. He goes on to say, we have seen the wave called the healing revival. We have seen the wave called the charismatic movement. We have seen the wave of faith and of the teaching of God's word. But now another wave is coming. It's the wave of the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. We've seen the power of the Holy Ghost in a limited fashion, but a wave is coming that will bring his power on a higher level and a far greater measure than we have ever seen heretofore. I can see that wave way out yonder in the deep waters. It's coming. The waves of the Holy Ghost power are building higher. Now listen to this part. Don't stay on the old wave of yesterday's move of the spirit. Swim out to the deep waters of the spirit realm by praying in the Holy Ghost. By praying in the Holy Ghost. Some of you are looking at me like, do I have to pray in the Holy Ghost to go to heaven? Absolutely not. But I ask you in the beginning, do you want all that Jesus has for you? This is part of the benefit and the blessing of being a believer. Amen. Swim out to the deep waters of the spirit realm by praying in the Holy Ghost and get on the next wave of God's purposes for this hour. Then keep on praying so you can ride that new wave as it builds and builds in divine power and glory. I'm convinced that the wave coming will be twice as high as the healing wave, the charismatic wave, or the faith wave. In fact, it will be twice as high as all of them put together. I believe it's going to be the wave that sweeps us right on into the shores of the glory world. For this to happen, there must be more believers who know how to pray in that deeper realm. Because there is a job to get done in these last days. If his plans and purposes are to be fulfilled in this late hour, more and more of his people must say no to their flesh and spend time praying out the mysteries of God. But as more and more of us respond, 
to God's call to pray, there will begin to be greater and greater manifestations of his power and glory on the earth. Is that what we're contending for? The manifestations and the demonstrations of God's spirit will become as common and as real as everyday things are to us. This is what our hearts have longed for. And this is what we have prayed for for many years. And this is what we shall see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. What you are experiencing tonight is an exhortation. And it is a call from the Spirit of God. God is raising up a prayer army that will pray these things out. Hallelujah. So he can do what he desires to do in the earth. How many of you will say, hear my Lord. Just say it out loud. Hear my Lord. I'm available. I am yielded to you. I will do what you ask me to do. I will pray what you tell me to pray. I'll do what you want me to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, as a church, we make that commitment. Here we are. Here we are, Lord. We are available. Divine, divine, divine. Ah, ha, ha. Proceeding from heaven. Proceeding from heaven. Oh, above, above our human abilities. Amado Ramasho. Now, if you pray in the Holy Ghost, just start praying right now. Oh, If you don't pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in your known language. Let's see what the Lord would do, what the Lord would say, how he would have us to pray. Oh, we seek you, Lord. We yield to you. Divine utterance would be granted to men and women in positions of leadership that they would know how to direct the congregations, that they would know. Oh, yes, like our pastor has been given us arrows of prayer, prayer assignments. Lord, we pray all across this great land that divine, divine utterance. Oh, 
the ability, supernatural, supernatural ability would be granted to the minisibota, to the ministers, to the pastors, to those in leadership in the body of Christ. Knowing, 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 and that there would be the spirit of seeing and the spirit of knowing that would come, come upon the men and the women of God that they would know no 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 by the Holy Ghost no the flow they need to step in oh no the will and the plan for the churches soparata oh let's pray over that just a bit right now let's pray over the pastors let's pray over the ministers the ministry gifts oh the evangelists the teachers the prophets the apostles the fivefold ministry gifts that they would step into their place they would step into their call because it all trickles down when they're in their place when they're walking in their anointing it will affect the bodies it will affect the body of Christ it will affect the local churches so we do lift them up we lift them up we lift them up that the body of Christ would not be disjointed that members would not be out of their place that the ministers would not be sabaka, not stepping where they're not supposed to be that they would stay with their anointing and stay with their grace oh <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you for the privilege of praying in tongues. Hallelujah. Oh, divine utterance. Divine utterance. Greatest prayers that we can pray for ministers, you know, like Brother Morris coming here on the yeah. 22nd, 23rd, whenever it is in October. One mm-hmm. of the greatest prayers that you can pray for pastors <laughs> and ministers is what the Apostle Paul asked for. Yeah. He said, and pray for me that utterance may be given unto me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Utterance. Supernatural utterance. Utterance from the Spirit of the living God yes. to bring forth mm-hmm. revelation. Mm-hmm. And then also for people to have ears to hear. Yeah. Oftentimes, utterance does not occur because there are not ears to hear. There's not hearts that are open. So it's kind of like a a, a two-way street. So let's just pray that out. Let's pray it out for Brother Keith as he comes. Amen? Father, we thank you for Brother Moore. We thank you for the word of the Lord coming forth in season this October through Brother Keith Moore. Father, we pray that you would give him supernatural utterance. Taylor, make those two nights just for the people of God in this place, for your people right here in the Bay Area. And Lord, we thank you that there'll be ears to hear, hearts will be open. Oh, brekiste le manda, celebrando la bossa idea, supernatural divine utterance, supernatural divine utterance, mangola profiende. Mangele broca masaya, om ramandea, 
Amro mondiste lebrade, ambolo borrobo so rabataya, e lebrondo lebrike celebrondo, ah, bando zevre, bendeje lebrondo. Father, we pray that the word of God in the San Francisco Bay Area, through every pulpit, through every man and woman of God whose heart is right, whose church calls on the name of the Lord, we pray for supernatural utterance to flow to the people of God in the Bay Area. O brikishele mrandai, o vredisela mandoreidiste, o mrandishele brondo, and hearts shall be turned, lives shall be changed. Mingre pasotra bashele vrende. Oh, bra pasundre gishele vrende. Mandla parotolo bosorra mandea. Yes, Lord, we do our part. We do our part. Our part is to pray. Our part is to ask. And so we ask for it tonight. We believe we receive it. We give you the glory for it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's lift up our hands and thank God for supernatural utterance. And Father, we as a church, turn me up a little bit. I can hardly hear myself. And we pray as a church tonight in the name of Jesus for signs and wonders and miracles. We believe that as utterance goes forth, the gifts of the Spirit will flow. For God will always confirm His Word with signs following. He is a miracle-working God. He is a healing God. Father, we thank You for the gifts. We thank You for the manifestations of Your Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we covet them. We desire them. We say, Lord, have Your way. Have Your way. Go ahead and pray that. Have Your way, Lord. Have your way in this place. Have your way in your church. Have your way in this time. Have your way in this season, Lord. Oh, brekisemat. Oh, brava yende. Lengla paso kalamande. We brege shazino tola brande. Oh, vrafaso. Oh, vrafaso samandea. En samatore mediste. Amatora mandiste. Father, we ask for gifts of healings. We ask for working of miracles. We ask for a special faith to be in manifestation to a greater degree, to a higher degree than we've seen up to this point. We ask it in Jesus' name. We ask it, stretch forth thine hand to heal. Stretch forth your hand to lift. Stretch forth your miracle working power in your church and through your church and in the Bay Area. We ask you, sir, for rain in the time of the latter rain. We call out. We call out. We call out to the Lord for mighty manifestations of your spirit. Come on, saints, pray for a few moments about it. We will not limit God. By not asking. We ask for rain. Let's all pray together. Heavenly Father, we are asking for rain in the time of the latter rain. We are asking because we desire and we covet earnestly the best gifts of the Spirit. So that the needs of your people and the needs in the Bay Area may be met. In Jesus' name. Now let's praise Him right now. Praise the Lord.
And I heard this phrase in my spirit tonight, standing over there while Brenda was leading in prayer. When she began to pray for those in government, I heard this, and I'm going to preface it, and you can be seated for a moment. I'm going to preface it from First Peter, our First Timothy chapter two, First Timothy the second chapter, and of course you are familiar with these verses of scripture. But if there was ever a time that we need to be praying first things first, and for those that are in authority, it's right now. I believe it's not a battle between political parties. There is spiritual warfare taking place. And we have been given authority. Say it with me. Jesus gave me authority to use his name. Now here's what he said. That which I bind on earth is bound in heaven. That which I permit on earth is what's permitted in heaven. The power of binding and loosing is in our hands. When Jesus rose from the dead, he grabbed the keys of hell and death. Satan is so whipped, he's so defeated, he doesn't even have the keys to his own place anymore. You know you're in bad shape when you don't have your own keys to your own house. Amen? That's what Jesus did. And then he turned around and he delegated and gave the keys of the kingdom to you and I. Amen? Now notice this in First Peter, or First Timothy in chapter 2. Excuse me. Praise the Lord. First Timothy uh, chapter 2. Notice with me, it says, I exhort. You know, exhortation is a strong word there. I exhort that first of all, in other words, this is top priority on God's agenda. And if it's top priority on God's agenda, He will give us top help from the Holy Spirit to pray in this regard. Isn't that what Brenda was talking about tonight? We're leaning in. We're leaning on the Helper, the Holy Spirit, who is our standby. So I exhort that first of all, in other words, first things first. Supplications, prayers, intercessions. We're going to be talking about intercessions next Sunday night. And giving of thanks be made for all men. And then he goes on to say in verse 2, for kings... For kings. Of course, you know, in other countries, they have prime ministers, they have kings, they have queens. In the United States of America, we have presidents, we have vice presidents, we have those that are in authority in the Senate and in Congress, we have those that are in authority locally all over this nation. For kings and for all that are in authority. Now, for what purpose? that you and I may lead a quiet and peaceable life. Is it good to go home on a Sunday afternoon and take a nice snooze? Is it good to live in peace? Is it good to live in quietness? This comes as a result of the body of Christ doing their part and praying for those that are in authority. Amen. 
that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Now read verse 3 with me. For this is good. Something that is good is God. Because the word goodness and God are connected together. We could read it like this, but this is God. This is God. And acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Now notice verse 4. Read it with me. Who will have all men... Is it the will of God for everyone in America to be saved? Is it the will of God for us to have intercession and prayers and supplications be made for those that are in authority in America? An awakening and prayer for those in an authority are connected so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. In all godliness and honesty, who would have all men, every say, everyone say it's the will of God for everyone to be saved. But not just to get saved, but then once they're saved, to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's two separate things there. But here's what I believe the Spirit of the Lord gave me for this time. And Tony, I'm going to ask you to come and pray in a few moments. I've given out a lot today, so I'm not in a, in a position to give out much more. But I'm going to bring my part tonight. And that is this. Here's what the Spirit of the Lord impresses me with. Pray for those that are in authority from your seat of authority. Pray for those that are in authority from your seat of authority. Come on, somebody. We are seated together with Him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We pray with authority from our seat of authority for those that are in authority. Woo, hallelujah. And that, my brothers and sisters, will make a huge difference. And so this is unselfish prayer. This is leaning in, relying in, and trusting in the power of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Terry, would you lead in this? Come on. We're going to pray for those in authority. Like I said, I've given out a lot today, so I'm looking for help. And then, Tony, I'm going to want you to pray for souls. Hallelujah. 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 Father, would you stand up with me? Hallelujah. May a spirit of seeing and knowing rest upon our president, upon those in places of authority. So that righteousness will rule and reign. So that righteousness will rule and reign once again. So that peace, peace, the peace of God, peace that makes us whole, peace that brings us back to unity. Peace shall rule, peace shall rule. Oh, we shall be whole once again. We shall be whole once again. We shall be one nation under God. 
indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we worship you. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We thank you that you're moving in our nation. We know you're moving in our nation. We know you're moving in our nation. We know you're moving in our nation. Hallelujah. We're asking. You said, if you ask, I'll move. If you ask, I will answer. If you call, I will hear. Hallelujah. And we've been calling and asking. And Father, we know you're moving. And so we're so thankful. We're thankful that the light is coming. The light is breaking through. The light is breaking through. Ho, 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 ho. The light is breaking through. Woo! The light is breaking through. Hallelujah! The light! The light! The light! The light! The light! The light! Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Now, Tony, here's your part. Who would have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. This is the head of our evangelism team. They get people saved by the hundreds and thousands every year. Just being out there in the marketplace in the last week, people are so hungry. You can get on the phone doing something, and they say, oh, are you a pastor? Yeah, I am. I'm looking for a church. You know, people are hungry. Amen? So let's pray from our leader of evangelism team. Let's pray for some souls. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. We were out today. We had over 100 people were saved today, this afternoon. Over 100. I haven't got the full count yet, but over 100. They're hungry. They're open. They're waiting to hear. Oh, they hear the word. They hear the word of God. Prayer is made. There's a foundation of prayer. And then we go out. People get saved. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The glory goes to God. For by grace are you saved through faith. That is not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. So as we pray, that gift will go before them. I like what Dad Hagen said. Pastor uh, Reverend Hagen said, he says, if you want to hasten the return of the Lord, witness to somebody. You hasten the return of the Lord. Yes, if you're crying out, Jesus, come, go witness to somebody. Hallelujah. Hurramakekicha. Uh, Second, First Timothy. Hallelujah. Familiar scripture. Fourth verse. Who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. So, Father God, we want to hook up with your desire, Lord. You desire all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth, Father. Oh, yes, Lord. Jesus, Father God, poured out 
out His blood for the world, Father God. For God so loved the world. For God did not send His Son into the world. Yes, for Jesus is the light of the world. And then He said, go out into the world. Oh, and preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Preach the good news that they don't have to go to hell anymore. Father God, we hook up with your desire, Lord. We hook up with your word, Lord. Your desire for all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth, Father God. That they may know you, Father God. That they may know Jesus, Lord. That they may know the Holy Spirit, Lord. That they may know your word, Father God. Oh, Father God, we pray for those here in Hayward, in the Bay Area. Oh, in California, Lord. Throughout this nation, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, your love. Your love sent Jesus Christ, Lord. Your love, Father God. Oh, your love, Father God. Jesus loved that He went to the cross, Lord. Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, for the joy that was set before Him, endured the cross, despised the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the Father. His joy was was the world getting saved. His joy was seeing men, women, children coming out of darkness. Oh, we're pulling them out of darkness, Lord. Our desire, Father, is your desire, Lord. Our will is your will, Father God. Oh, let all men be saved, Lord. All mankind to be saved, Lord. Oh, Father God, your saving grace has been poured out, Lord. Your saving grace has been poured out, Lord. Oh, Father, that they may know you, Lord. That we, that they may know you just as we know you, Lord. A loving God, a compassionate God, a merciful God. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, we're pulling them out of the miry clay, Father. Oh, no one left behind, Father. Oh, the joy. Oh, yeah. Jesus gets much joy when somebody is saved. Jesus gets much joy when somebody comes to the Lord. Jesus, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For what is our hope? What is our joy? What is our crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ that is coming? Oh, <laughs> oh yes, Lord. The 
There's much joy in heaven when somebody gets saved. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, he desires your friends, your relatives to be saved. Oh, just like the jailer said, what must I do to be saved? And they told him, oh, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your household will be saved. Oh, Ramaki Kitsa. Oh, <laughs> oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, we give you glory, Father God, for those that have been saved through this ministry here. Yes, Lord, at this altar on the streets, Father God. Oh, we're about changing this nation, Lord. Oh, Ramakeha, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 oh, <laughs> Oh, come on, let's rejoice. Woo! PT. <laughs> Hallelujah. What I... <laughs> what I had in my heart was uh, basically the power of unity. In Psalms 133, how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together. You understand that that's where the power is. That's where the Lord commands the blessing. So we have the United States, at least we have that in the title deed, but we need to pray that unity in. Amen. So the enemy, he is, there's nothing new under the sun. What he attempts to do is divide. Divide. All right. So you have not just a nation, you have families, cities, you have citizens, you have generations that are opposed on opposite sides of things. It really doesn't matter what they, they're, these are, these are spirits that have people doing unreasonable things just to take the opposite side. And you know what I'm talking about. When you get a two year old and you say, come over here, I don't want to. Okay, stay over there. Then they come over to you. So I'm telling you, it's nothing new under the sun. The enemy is the same, but we can speak that the United States would be what? I want to make clear we are not the divided states of America. We are the United States. Well, I see a lot of division. Well, exactly. That's why we need to pray. We need to pray. And one of the most unifying elements that I have ever seen is the fire of God in the example of 1 Kings 18 I believe it is where Elijah says how long will you halt between two opinions the one that answers by fire that's God now can God change a nation in one day I, I listen I heard someone say that you know what would unite America if, if war broke out if there was a nuclear bomb that went off let's not do that let's ask the fire of God to fall how about that that has a unifying look can God set a table in the wilderness yes he can can God unite a country listen there's a there's a group of people a large group of people that are on opposite sides of the spectrum they cannot make up their mind they're of two opinions and the prophet says how long will you halt between two opinions so he says the one that answers by fire that's the God now listen what happened listen what happened when all the fake prophets listen the fake 
prophets, when they were doing whatever it is that they did, nothing happened. And they got even more bizarre and they did the most bizarre things. But bizarre is not what God is about. God is about truth, righteousness, and power. Listen, not enticing words of man's wisdom, but with the demonstration of the power. I guarantee, I have a firm conviction that when the fire of God falls, when the fire, when the fire, when the fire falls... People in the United States will do exactly the same thing that the Jews did. They all saw the fire fall and they said, The Lord, He is God. Oh yeah, He is God. He is God. He is God. He is God. The Lord, He is God. So come on, let's pray for the fire to fall. Fire, fall. Fire, fall. Power, fall. Power, fall. And let it unite us like never before. Everybody, come on. Que potetos, que pretetes. Now Satan has tried to hinder and delay, Lord, but he cannot stop the fire of God. He will not stop the cries of hungry people here at Heart of the Bay and in churches like this. We desire the power, the love, and the fire. We'll take it all. We're not going to dispense with one iota, Father. There are no deals with the devil here. We want it all. We want everything that God has for us. We want everything that God has for our city. We want everything God has for our family. We want everything God has for our nation in the name of Jesus. And we want everything that has God has planned for the earth today in Jesus. And so the fire, and so the fire, and so the fire. Father, we're asking, listen, we are not above the law. We are not above the fire. We're saying, Lord, when we're walking in you, Father, we shall not be burned. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that along with that prayer for the fire, there's, Lord, burn those things out of our lives that are just flat distractions. We don't need those things in our life, Father. Let the fire fall and let the so bursty and so burst. Let it burst forth, Father, so that they would know that there is a living God. That they would know we don't just go to church and jump and run and holler and take up time. No, we serve the living God. We serve the living God. He is a living God. He is alive. He is working in lives today and that it makes a difference to serve God. E porni se prati tieste e vorder de dobre dinia da brado docistea. Yeah, that when they see the real thing, they'll turn. Thank God He is the real thing. And no disrespect, Father, you know what we mean. You are the real God. You said, what other God is there? I know not any. You alone are God. You alone are God, Lord. So get yourself glory. Glorify yourself at heart of the bay. Glorify yourself in our marriages. Glorify yourself in our kids. That's right. Glorify yourself in our kids. Glorify yourself in our parents, Father. Glorify yourselves in our churches in Jesus' name, and let the fire fall in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody shout amen. Somebody rejoice in the Lord. Glory to God. The fire of God. The fire of God. Woo! Hallelujah! The fire of God. Thank God for the fire of God. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, all you firebrands, you may be seated. Praise the Lord. We're going to ask uh, if you guys would come to the, the platform just for a few moments. We're going to dismiss in a few minutes. Take the fire with you tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. It'll burn things out of you. Praise the Lord. Then you just go start fires. Holy Ghost fires. On the job. Right. Right. Got that. Got that. Got that, sister. Holy Ghost and fire. Why don't you get up here and do a Holy Ghost and fire offering? I'm good? All right. Praise the Lord. All right. Praise God. Let me remind you, next Sunday night, we're going to be talking about the subject of intercession. We're just going to have more prayer rallies. Just How many of you enjoying this time together? Isn't it awesome? Praise the Lord. So make sure that you avail yourself to that. Praise God. Got a lot of things happening in the church here real soon.